Hello and welcome to Beauty Guides Podcast. You can find us at Beauty Guides Podcast on Instagram and the TikTok. We are two beauty industry professionals discussing makeup, skincare, sometimes even self-care. My name is Kelsey. I'm a licensed esthetician and educator and you can find me on Instagram at Kelsey's Aesthetics. I'm Lauren. I'm a licensed cosmetologist and a freelance hair and makeup artist. You can find me on Instagram at Lauren H Beauty Vibes. Today's topic is don't buy it if it's not broad spectrum. Hi, friends. Welcome back. Sorry for the two-day delay, but Lauren had um, a storm of the century, and we were all set to go, ready to go and everything, and uh, and then her power went out, and then it went out again, and then again. So we, And again and again. And again and again. <laughs> yep. So how did it, your rest of your night go? Did your power just keep flicking on and off? No, I felt bad because it stayed on, and I kept thinking about texting you like every yeah. 15 minutes and being like, you know, maybe we could do it, but uh-huh. it ended up going out again around like 9.05, which is when we like finish up sometimes, mm-hmm. so I was like, you know what, it was probably for the best because like what if we did everything, and I don't know, something went out on my end, who knows. I feel like we would both be on edge, like just waiting for you to get cut off. Same. Yeah, it wouldn't have been a good experience. So that was another form of self love us (laughs) just saying, (laughs) let's just do it another day. We we firmly believe in self care. And also with this podcast, we have to remind ourselves that the reason we do this is because we love doing it. And so if it ever becomes like stressful or overwhelming, it's like, that's not what this is for. So, it's so true. Sometimes mm-hmm. the weather weather does that to us. It's so funny because, you know, I live in the sunshine state, but my mm-hmm. favorite weather is moody days. I love a moody yes, day. Yes, me too. I And I do like that about – I know Florida has the same thing where we have, like, random storms mm-hmm. that just come in and out. I, I secretly love it. Do you remember the storms, the summer storms we used to get in Maryland? I loved those. Yes. Where they would come I out of nowhere. Too. Yeah, there's a certain like smell to them because it gets yes. so hot, especially yes. when you're around like um semen or concrete. Oh, uh-huh. I love it. Uh huh. It's um it's like the smell of ozone after a storm too. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanna so speaking of Maryland, I'm gonna read. So my sister lives on the eastern shore of Maryland. Um, and the eastern shore of Maryland, I feel like is really into the fact that they're in Maryland. Does that does that make sense to you? Yeah, so, yeah. There's they want to be included. There's this, <laughs> and they're very here. like like they love Old Bay and you mm-hmm. know things like that. So she there's a little ice cream shop. Um, it's in the town of Oxford, which is a little town on the eastern shore. Like a lot of people get married over there. It's kind of by St. Michael's, but mm-hmm. it says um, this calls. So it's an ice cream place. So it's Krabby Caramel Crunch. It's Old Bay ice cream with potato chips and caramel. And I Ew. was like, did we need that, though? Did we need no. that? <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't. Ew. We really have, like, come a far way with mashing flavors together. Sometimes even right. the um, flavors out there of potato chips blow my mind. We're really just, like, throwing a bunch of shit together right now. So I could see it being, like, a vanilla caramel ice cream with, like, Old Bay or the crab chips, potato chips on top of it. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. I could see us doing that. But Old Bay flavored ice cream, I, I'm i not sure if we needed Old Bay flavored ice cream. I really am not sure. Yeah, it's not for that. Uh, yeah, it's not for that. But that's all. Yeah. <laughs> that's all we have to say. It's for a crab. And it's really good on a crab. 
delicious. Do you like crabs? Oh, I love crabs. Yeah, I okay, love crabs. Cool. You know, really the only, okay, fun fact. The only seafood I really don't eat is oysters because I had to dissect one in college. And mm-hmm. once you dissect an animal, it's real hard to eat them. And especially oysters because you're literally eating the entire animal. Um, yeah. And let me tell you, dissecting an oyster and trying to find different organs, it, it's a mess. It really I, is. I, I, yeah, I'm very ignorant to what an oyster is. I had no idea. So like you can actually like the oyster piece inside that's like yes. slimy. You can actually dissect that and there's different yes. body parts in it. Yes. And just OK, the, it's pretty much the equivalent of if you take the bones out of a human and then just swallow the rest. <gasps> that is no. that's, I mean, that's what you're eating. Their bones are just the shell. So remove the bones uh-huh. and then everything else that's left. That's what you're uh, that's what you're consuming. So, okay. Have, have you ever eaten an oyster before that though? Yo, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, so my dad grew up in Annapolis. He, he Uh grew up in, um, Annapolis. So like, he's like, he went to high school with the guy who owns O'Brien's in downtown Annapolis. And then my mom Mm -hmm. grew up in, she was a Navy brat. So she either grew up in Virginia beach or San Francisco. So they're both Mm -hmm. huge seafood people. So I grew up just like always my whole life eating seafood. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and oysters, you know, oysters are a big thing in Maryland too. So I, you know, I'd eaten pretty much all seafood. And then in, I was at, um, the community college that we went to in Maryland, I took a zoology mm-hmm. class and I had to dissect an oyster was one of the things we dissected. And I was like, I don't think I want to eat these anymore. <laughs> no, but when you did eat an oyster, did you actually feel that effect of like a cleansing or something coming over you? Like they say about oh. the oyster after effect. Wait, are you talking about the fact that it's an aphrodisiac? Well, I'm asking for like a real like reason. I was with like I had a client the other day that was a professional chef in Montauk for the oh get this for the Estee Lauder family. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. So like she does all of their food, and we had started talking about oysters, and I was saying that I had not eaten one. They kind of grossed me out, and she was saying like it really does give you like a cleansing effect. But then I asked my boyfriend, he was like, that's not true. But I was like, you're not. You're just saying from your opinion that's not true. It doesn't mean like it's not true. But I wanted to ask you as well. Uh, I'm going to go with Trevor on this one, but I think you can believe if you believe it, you can achieve it. I mean, and and I'm sure she has a very extra palate, you know, that we she's probably tasting and feeling foods in a way we're not. I'll give you another example. So Mm -hmm. um, one of the teas, I think it's Earl Grey or English breakfast. One of them has bergamot in it and bergamot Mm -hmm. is a natural antidepressant. Now, Hmm. do I feel naturally anti-depressed when drinking this tea? I mean, maybe, Mm -hmm. but I also Mm -hmm. just like drinking tea and feel good. Okay. So that's how I'm going to equate it to. That's a good answer. Adding that to my mental research. That's (laughs) that's my political answer. doesn't offend anyone. I love that. Um, Tell me what you've been watching, doing. Experience. I feel like I haven't been watching a lot, but I know we talk about like TV and pop culture. Mm-hmm. So I was just going to shout out that um, The Bubble on Netflix was a good movie if anybody is looking to watch something. I feel like all of us have watched so much stuff mm-hmm. that we're so jaded by TV at mm-hmm. this point that I, we're just like annoyed by everything that's on. I hate every documentary right now because I'm like it's fake or it's drawn out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> but, but look, watch The Bubble. It was you good. know, we should talk about we both watched on HBO. Um, I watched it because you talked about it. What is it? Phoenix Rising? 
Yes, I would love to talk about yeah. that. I just didn't know. It was it was very hard to watch, so I didn't know if yeah. you wanted to talk about it on here. But yes, I'm well, down. Well, we don't have to go into it, but we can just talk about mm-hmm. watching it. So it is, Agreed, yeah. It is um, Rachel Evanwood talking about her relationship with Marilyn Manson when she was 18 and he was 37. And it was – she really um, – so she has been an advocate for – Um, victims of abuse and getting the statute of limitations um, drawn out Uh, because it's been proven that it takes many years for victims of abuse to really come to terms with their abuse and what they experienced and to be Mm -hmm. able to press charges for that you need to be within the statute of limitations but she's never really named who her abuser was but people kind of figured it out well recently she came out and she named her abuser she named Marilyn Manson and this documentary is about she goes into all uh, a lot of the the trauma, uh, abuse, physical, mental, emotional that she experienced. And it's a two-parter. Um, and it, it's hard to watch, um, because it make I, for me, it made me think about, um, maybe past relationships where I let a guy not treat me very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's always kind of a hard thing to, um, look at yourself and deal with, but mm-hmm. also, um, you know, My husband is, um, he's 39. So he Mm -hmm. was definitely a middle school kid listening to Marilyn Manson, right? Mm -hmm. And that music is very nostalgia to him. And we listen to it. I'm like, man, he's just trying to be ridiculous for a show. Like if you listen to, you know, 1999 Marilyn Manson, I was like, he's just trying to be obscene and upset people. But I think now after watching this, like, no, he really wants to hurt people, Yeah, and can I drop a mad shock factor Mm. on anybody listening to the podcast just because I want to scream in it and let everybody know? He is an actual Nazi. And this abuse that he gave to Evan Rachel Wood is also on top of her being a Jewish woman. Yeah, that really stuck out to me, too, that he Mm -hmm. really targeted her about being Jewish, which, Mm -hmm. and so he is very known for, you know, wearing a um, Nazi uniform, a um, Nazi army hat, things like that. And I, it was sort of done in the name of like shock value, but I, I do not think that is true. I think he's very, um, if not Nazi adjacent, uh, very mm-hmm. into that. I think he really is a racist and, a, and, it, and I think he is a Nazi and I think he's a terrible person. And I think if Rachel or Evan Rachel Wood was not doing this documentary, I mm-hmm. think it would have been a matter of time before he did kill somebody. It, yeah. He was really just waiting until he got there. And um, she did a really good job because like you were saying, Kelsey, it will tr- kind of trigger you into older mm-hmm. memories of maybe somebody that wasn't treating you right. But the way she is explaining it is so helpful, mm-hmm. A, to someone that maybe has been in a bad situation and didn't realize it. And B, we have so many people, and I think a lot of it's from the older generation and then indoctrinating the younger generation, but they want to blame victims and they don't want to listen to their stories and they want to say, well, look at Marilyn Manson. He's a freak. Of course, he's going to act like that in a relationship. Mm -hmm. That is not right. That's not how these things happen. She was groomed. It was terrifying Mm -hmm. how it went down and it happens so often. Well, and so it, often. And it never starts out abusive. That's the thing no. about abusive relationships. It starts out with love bombing and it complete opposite. I was opposite. just going to say love bombing. <laughs> yeah, it starts out the complete opposite. And she was, you have to remember, she was in the um, Hollywood industry, which can be very lonely. And she was 18. I mean, I, I don't know. I, being 18 and you're just so young, but yet you're oh, an adult. Yeah, it, 
it, it it's so true. It's so true. And especially being in Hollywood, they mm-hmm. there's no there, it, it's so awful for people right. that are young in Hollywood. Well, and it's funny because um, so I had tagged Lauren. There is a new Marilyn Monroe documentary coming out on Netflix. And I always think the story of Marilyn Monroe is very interesting because she was a very abused, mentally ill woman. But she's mm-hmm. idolized. And it's so strange. And you had mentioned that you were very interested in the grooming of, of these women that Hollywood has done forever. I mean, forever. Yeah, for, I, I, it's very like prevalent in my mind right now. Right. And I feel like I've been going through a lot of random rabbit holes. Marilyn Monroe has always been one I've been fascinated in because whether she was mentally ill or not, they really over-medicated this woman oh, yeah. and caused problems. And then we've seen that in Britney Spears. And um, just Nicole. recently, I've kind of gone down this rabbit hole about Courtney Stodden. Right. We've talked who, about her before. Who is on that? The po- who is okay, that? Okay, so we've talked about her before on the podcast because we had talked about how Chrissy Teigen was being called out for being a bully. Okay. And Courtney Stodden was the main one that people were bringing up. She was sending texts like, I hope you die. Got and Courtney it. Stodden was a girl that when we were about 13 or 14 in the early 2000s, she was 15 or 16, and she married this like 55-year-old man. Right. And she also looked very Anna Nicole Smith, like a lot older. Yes, I just looked mm-hmm. her up. Up. She looks exactly like Anna Nicole. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so every I just remember being younger and just being like told like don't be like this whore. Basically, you know what I mean. Like, like it's just such a bad example of a person. But like, I for some reason it like popped in my mind and I started like searching on podcasts just for her name and mm-hmm. I started coming across the story about how badly she was groomed into marrying this older man, and um, also that she was like a lot of groomers like infiltrate the family and like get to know the family. And that's how like they get started on this. But her family basically like signed over the rights for her to marry this old man that was supposed to be her acting coach. And uh, it's just been really interesting listening to interviews because I even listened to an interview, um, from 2020, which is the year that she got divorced from him, which is only two years ago. And in that interview, it was with Brandy Glanville, who was a real housewife. And she's kind of just like a hot mess of a person. So I didn't Mm -hmm. expect this interview to be done very properly. But um, Courtney is basically like still, um, you know, it's it's fine. We had a nice relationship. We're just getting divorced now. He we had a great life together. But now it's 2022. And now listening to her on podcast, she is very like, I'm still healing from this. I'm in therapy. Um, the podcast that I listened to that was done last week was on Call Her Daddy. So if you're interested, it's definitely like a topic that I think will be getting hot soon. Um, mm. But it's very interesting, very fascinating. Mm. She, um, so I'm on her Instagram now. She's a vegan is what it says. Oh. <laughs> vegans love announcing themselves as vegans. Um, she also lives next to Kamala Harris, which I thought was really interesting in L.A. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. What is that neighborhood party like? Uh, right? Party. <laughs> <laughs> well, she said she was just learning how to drive at 27 years old. Um, wow. And she said she got in trouble by her Secret Service agents for driving too fast while she was trying to learn on her permit, which I thought was funny. Wow. Okay. So that's really interesting. <laughs> but, you know, when, when Anna Nicole was going through all of this it uh you know it almost felt like are we just watching what happened to Marilyn Monroe over again and it's just like Mm -hmm. how many women have we watched this happen to like I think about like that's why I'm so fascinated right now (laughs) yeah like we just keep letting and when you said about groomers infiltrating the family that made me think of Michael Jackson 
and uh-huh. his documentary that came out, Finding Neverland or whatever, how he infiltrated the family first to get to the boys. Whether that was true or not, you know, there's been some suspicious stuff about that. But it's, God, that's awful. Well, it also brought me to the documentary Kidnapped in Plain Sight on Netflix. Oh Have you ever God. seen that? Yes. And that, it, like, Courtney's um, story reminded me so much of that. And I guess that's just why I'm so fast. I'm always, like, I'm always interested in learning about these things because I always want to help someone maybe that, like, didn't know they needed help, or, you know, or just, mm-hmm. like, let them see the light. So I think it's, like, important to, like, know all of these things in my own brain. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he, like, groomed the family, and ugh, it was just – you should check it out on Netflix if you've never seen it. I know you have, Kelsey. Yeah, no, that one's crazy. I just watched the Tinder Swindler on Netflix. Have you? Mm. I finally watched it. Who, okay, who are these women that have copious amounts of money to just give to these men? Yo, I don't know. I had to turn it off after like 45 seconds. I, I'm with you. I, I just don't get it. Okay. How? Well, what? The best, How did they? The best part about Tinder Swindler, Twindler Swin- Tinder Swindler is, <laughs> is the name. <laughs> um, it's just like a classic like guy on Tinder who meets women and cons amount of money. Okay. Well, I get started getting texts from like, it was probably like a Russian bot or something, just like um, a fake account being like, oh, sorry, I texted the wrong account. I'm a girl and I'm hot. So I started texting back pictures of the Tinder swindler and being like, this is me on a plane. Here I am eating sushi. And I, she was like, we should watch a movie. And I was like, let's watch Tinder swindler. <laughs> just but not getting I, it. And then she sent you an awful picture. <laughs> she did. And then I blocked her. And then I felt really bad because she was definitely that definitely not a woman I was texting. And it was definitely someone's pictures that got stolen off the internet. Mm. And I feel bad. Very um, true. Very true. I read a book. Well, no, I listened to a book that I thought you might like. I'm going to tell you about it. It's called mm-hmm. American Girl by Wendy Walker. And it is a murder mystery told from the perspective of a girl with autism. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a whodunit. Um, mm-hmm. This girl, um, small town girl, works at a deli. And the owner of the deli who owns a lot of stuff in town, he's a big rich guy in town, gets murdered one night. And she was at work when he got murdered. And so it starts with like them being like, okay, who, who did it? Cause she's on camera. So they know it wasn't her. Um, but they also know she was there when it happened. So, and you don't find out what happened until the very end of the book, but it's just this, like, it's all of these, like, well, maybe it has you thinking one thing and then thinking another, and it's all from her perspective. And it's like how she's having, um, she's kind of being like pressured into, you know, people are pulling her different ways and about how she's trying to like reason and understand and comprehend things. And she knows she has autism and she knows she's like, okay, I don't, um, you know, she's like, I know this is hard for me and, um, she, and she talks a lot about her rules, right? People with mm-hmm. autism, they, mm-hmm. um, high functioning autism. They really like their rules. Yeah. Um, and it, it was, it was good. I really enjoyed it. I don't know. Fascinating. If an, I, I want to check it out. I don't know if it is like a, I'm sure it's a book book, but, um, I listened to it mm-hmm. as an audio book and I really enjoyed it. 
Okay, awesome. Thank you for telling me about that. Mm, you're welcome. Um, I was laughing so loud last night watching Our Flag Means Death on HBO. <laughs> I was dying. My husband was texting me like, what are you laughing at? Because it's just the chaos on that show sometimes and the comedic timing. So mm-hmm. Our Flag Means Death on HBO, he is a gentleman pirate. <laughs> um, and there's that scene where she calls him a genital pirate and I just can't. <laughs> It's so fun. Did you finish it? I haven't finished it yet. No, and I have to be honest. I just haven't been able to focus a lot on TV lately, yeah. so it's kind of been in the background. But I had it on because it is yeah. funny. So it it's just so kind of in and out of jokes. But. He, he's basically like a aristocrat that decides he wants to be a pirate. And he just – They're queens. Just, they're, it's, <laughs> it's so funny. And, like, there's a scene where they need a new flag. So he has every all the pirates make a flag, make their own version of a flag. And he wants the pirates to talk out their feelings. And mm-hmm. it's just – it's so Oh, good. It's really cute. It's just so much chaos and it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, should we talk about some product? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I want to talk about the CauseRx AHA BHA toner yeah. that I said last episode I was starting to use. Mm-hmm. I love this product. This is a life-changing product for me. So if you have the kind of skin where you have like larger pores and The problem is that they're always like getting clogged with like dirt, even if you're keeping them clean, you will love this. So I've always used like the cult classic Paula's Choice, Mm -hmm. but I think it was kind of like too much and then I couldn't use it like all the time. And I'm just a person that like, I need to continuously use this because just sweating, going to the gym, I'm oily. I like to use oils sometimes. Um, so this has been really nice to spray on my face. I can use it twice a day. It's super light. Um, I like to use it like after the gym. Um, and I also like to use it like at night before I go to bed, just to kind of get nice and clear. Yeah. So I'm pulling up the ingredients right now. So the main ingredient is salicylic acid, which is a BHA, really good for Mm -hmm. dissolving dirt and oil in the pores. Mm -hmm. But it also has glycolic acid. Glycolic acid is an AHA um, to um, exfoliate the surface of the skin. So it doesn't mm-hmm. tell me the percentage of either. And looking at the I ing- saw that. I was researching. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I couldn't find it. And then reading the ingredients, glycolic acid is pretty low down, which gives me the um, implication that it's probably a very small percent of glycolic acid. So what you're saying is spot on, that it's probably mm-hmm. just very small percentages of both of these acids to um, not be as strong and gentle enough for every day but still giving you that exfoliation that you need. Exactly. That was my mindset with this. And that's why like a big light bulb went off in my head. And it just made me, you know, we're always like saying how great K-Beauty is. But I'm just like, it's just one more reason. I like that a lot of K-Beauty products have um, such a small amount of the Mm -hmm. ingredient, but you use it more often. I feel like a lot of our American products, like we just try to like pack in the punch or be like, this product does the most. So Mm -hmm. it'll sell a lot. But my sensitive little skin just likes like little teeny bits here and there. Right. And the there's got some other really ingredients like allotonin and um, panthenol, which are mm-hmm. um, just classic K-Beauty anti-inflammatory um, soothing ingredients. And so K-Beauty is really good about balancing out like the kind of um, exfoliating ingredients with your anti-inflammatory calming ingredients. And this yes. probably just a re- plus it's mm-hmm. a huge bottle for 20 bucks. Was that five mm-hmm. ounces? Um, Mm -hmm. so I mean, talk about, I mean, K beauty always wins for price always. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I want this now. 
I wonder if you'll like it because we were just saying how my skin's a little different. So it's mm-hmm. like life changing for me. But I don't know if it'll do anything for you. But I think you'll still really enjoy it. Well, I think you so should try it. I will. So salicylic mm-hmm. acid in aesthetics, salicylic acid mm-hmm. is kind of our go to for people with really sensitive skin. As mm-hmm. far as exfoliating, we usually either do enzymes or salicylic acid on someone with like sensitive skin or rosacea or things like that. Um, because they are bigger molecules that really just work on excess oil. So it's a, mm-hmm. it's actually a gentle exfoliation. Um, and so, and with that glycolic acid being such a, that's why I never did it before because I saw there was glycolic acid in it. And I was like, I tend to stake away from it. It's just too strong for me. But with it being so far down on the list, it's one of the last ingredients I could, I could probably handle it. I could probably do okay, it. Okay, do it. I, I want you to. I will. I will. Okay, cool. Um, the last thing I want to talk about, so this is serendipitous because we had to push back our podcast a day or two. I listened to the new true crime obsessed. Me too. Me too. Did you see what they did? Mm-hmm. Wait did, for what? They did the Murdoch. Murders. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They did the Murdoch murders. Yeah, I was like kind of upset because I've always dreamed of them coming to Charleston, and like I've always just manifested that like I'm gonna show them around and we're gonna look at window <laughs> boxes, and me and Patrick are just gonna be screaming constantly. But they were like really kind of hating on it. And they're like, "What the hell's the Low Country?" And like they were like making fun of South Carolina and how like particular the South is, and all of this is true. But I was just like. Dang, I was hoping you'd say like one nice thing. Yeah. Well, and they're they're <laughs> definitely talking about like small town stuff. I mean, I think it's just that classic like New York City people hate on the South. I think that's agreed. They, I think New York City people just hate on anything that isn't New York City, to be honest. It's so true. Sorry, I have to remember this document. Oh my gosh. By the way, sorry, I watched an amazing documentary that was actually on True Crime Obsessed. It was the documentary Adrian. Did you see that episode Mm -mm. by any chance? Mm -mm. Okay, so there's a um, show on Broadway called The Waitress. Yes. And yeah, and it's about the writer of that. She was actually murdered. And um, the story is watch the documentary. You really should. It's from the perspective of her widow. And um, she had he had to tell her daughter at like three or four years old that mommy wasn't coming back. So it's a lot of the interaction between the two of them. She's 11 Mm. years old now. But my point of this is the New York and the South people. Mm. (laughs) She had a pit bull that was like taken. And this like New York man was like, thought that these like Southern people were going to take the dog away. And he was like, I'm not going to let any rednecks have that dog. And I'm like, oh my God, even a homeless man (laughs) has an opinion on another type of person that's different from him. Even we, um, we have quite a bit of homeless people with dogs around here. Um, yeah. I always think it's interesting. We used, there used to be one guy, a homeless guy with his dog and I would buy them McDonald's cause, and Aww. I would say to him, you better feed one of those hamburgers to the mm-hmm. dog. And he's like, Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> um, okay. Are you ready to get into the, today's topic? I sure am. Oh, okay. All right. Great. So today we're going to talk about sunscreen. I know what you're thinking. Kelsey, we don't care about sunscreen. Stop talking about sunscreen. And I kind of had this um, revelation with the last time my sister was in Florida because my sister comes to Florida and she gets sunburned and I give her a hard time every time. And I, I, she was like, look, I burn, but then it goes away. So it's fine. 
And I realized that because not everyone is an esthetician, they think the only damage from the sun is in the form of a sunburn and that when the sunburn goes away, the damage goes away. So I'm going to try and explain why that is not correct um, and why we get on you about or, you know, I get on you about sunscreen, but Lauren (laughs) does too. Um, So when we talk about sun damage, we are talking about two effects. We have clinical and subclinical. And so clinical is what you can see in its short term, like the sun burn. Subclinical is what you can't see, but this is going to be long term and potentially more harmful. So while UVB or your burning rays, you can see the immediate impact. UVA rays or your aging rays play a long term game with the effect sometimes not showing up for 5, 10, or 15 years. We Mm. often think that we are protected from damage from the sun because we didn't sunburn, but sunburn comes from the UVB rays only. Just because we didn't burn doesn't mean we aren't exposed to the damage of the sun. UVA rays are the rays that cause damage to the skin structure. Specifically, they destroy your collagen, your elastin, and they cause discoloration, creating sunspots, wrinkles, and cancer. And this is that subclinical inflammation and damage. So the... Um, the excuse I always get from people is like, well, I don't even go outside. You know, I only go mm. to my car. And so the example I give to counteract this is indoor plants. You know, indoor plants can live inside. <laughs> and True. if your plants live inside, that means sun can get inside. So UVA rays are the ones that are present year round. So when you live up north and the sun is still around year round, it's just not as strong. You're still getting UVA rays. And these penetrate through glass into our homes, offices, and cars. So a couple things happen when we're exposed to the sun. Um, when we are exposed to sun, essentially, um, when we have too much sun damage, which can actually occur in as short amount of time as 15 minutes, your body releases a couple things. Uh, there are enzymes that specifically target your collagen, your elastin, and your hyaluronic acid. So when you have too much sun, your body starts to destroy its own collagen and elastin. And these are things that we make less and less of as we age, especially after the age of 25, you generally are producing about 1% less. So not only are you making less, but it's being destroyed by, you know, the exposure of the sun. The other one is it destroys your hyaluronic acid. We know hyaluronic acid is responsible for that plump effect in the skin. Elastin is what gives you that nice bounce back. So if you like pinch your, the skin on your arm and then it goes right back into place, that's elastin. And then collagen gives you that fullness. And we see the loss of that fullness um, in mature men and women where they kind of had that looser skin on the cheeks. They have lost that kind of fullness to the skin hyperpigmentation or sunspots occur because a signal has been sent to your skin that some sort of um, trauma or too much sun has occurred. And so the skin sends out pigment on top of skin cells to basically block the skin that's below it. It's some sort of signal that, hey, too much sun is coming or too much trauma. And the way we protect ourselves is with pigment. So it's similar to kind of putting up an umbrella to block the rain 
our skin puts up pigment to block any more damage. And that is one of the hardest things to get rid of because that starts in our basal layer. So the bottom of the epidermis. Um, And so in aesthetics, the things that people are coming to see me for are that pigmentation from the sun and then the signs of aging. And it's so much easier to prevent these things by just wearing sunscreen every day than it is to reverse. So, um, so let's talk about what SPF actually means. So SPF is sun protection factor, and this is the protection from your UVB rays, not UVA. So you will see SPF on American sunscreens because this is the only measurement currently approved by our FDA. However, you may see something that says like PA+. Um, from the Supergoop website, Japan started implementing the PA scoring system in 1996. The PA rating system was a method of informing consumers of the level of protection provided by the sunscreen. The pluses indicate the protection available. The more pluses, the higher protection. So PA is actually measuring against the aging rays or UVA. Um, so you're going to see this on your K-beauty sunscreens, pretty much anything that's non-American. Um, so if you want your skin to be protected and you're using American sunscreens, please make sure it says broad spectrum. That lets you know there are filters in the sunscreen to protect you against UVA and UVB. However, the number on your sunscreen, that SPF 30, that really only indicates the UVB protection which is kind of scary and annoying. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Very Um, scary. So when you're out this spring break and every day, please remember your SPF for protection against all the damage you can see and you can't see. So that is our sunscreen revisited. If you have questions or specific concerns about sunscreen, we have a couple episodes regarding sunscreen. We have a Supergoop episode where we go through all of our Supergoop favorites. And Supergoop is a brand that was created by an esthetician. And it she basically wanted to create sunscreen for people who don't like sunscreen. Um, So they have all sorts of varieties. Um, The fan favorite here at Beauty Guides is definitely the Unseen Sunscreen. Mm -hmm. Um, And then one of our very first early episodes was on (laughs) sunscreen just because of how important sunscreen is. Um, It's and so one of the other things people say a lot to me is, well, my makeup has sunscreen in it. And while your makeup may have sunscreen in it, we generally are not applying the amount of makeup that's equal to the amount of sunscreen that you need. Um, so, um, the kind of rule of thumb is two finger lengths for sunscreen is what you need for the face. Um, if you're trying to do face and neck and decollete, it's three finger lengths. And we're really usually not applying that much foundation. Um, and then, um, the other thing with, um, sunscreen being in makeup or even being in your moisturizer is always remember that's a diluted amount essentially. Mm -hmm. So for a lot of people, they can get away with just using sunscreen as their moisturizer. They don't, you, um, if you feel like you don't want the additional layers of, you know, doing a serum and then a moisturizer and then a sunscreen, just try using your sunscreen as a moisturizer and it'll probably give you enough moisture. Um, it's true. There's also like some sunscreens, the way they're formulated, unseen sunscreen being one of them. Um, they're really good primers under makeup actually. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like they mix well is all I'm trying to say. So you won't have like a problem if you use your sunscreen and then put a foundation over it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, and Lauren, you've been using the um, CauseRx, um, the aloe sunscreen, correct? Yes. yes. I am obsessed with it. I'm about to buy another bottle. I love it so much. It has aloe in it. It's called a sun soothing cream. Um it's just really nice all around. And it's about $17. I was running into a problem because the unseen sunscreen was about 40. Mm-hmm. And um, I just had to, I go through it so much because I'm wearing sunscreen. Um, I love it under makeup. My skin just loves aloe. I've also put an aloe leaf on my face under <laughs> makeup. And I swear that it is the best primer in the world. So the fact that there's aloe in it makes me feel really good. And then I also really like it for reapplication. Mm-hmm. Um I was going to say that, you know, what do they say, every two hours, Kelsey? Yeah, it's about every two hours. The reason it for every two hours is because um, the essentially your sweat, your oils, um, the sunscreen mm-hmm. gets rubbed off on clothing. It just kind of breaks down after that two hour mark. So when people burn, they always say, well, I put on sunscreen and I say, did you reapply? And they're like, well, no. And, and that's always what gets you is that reapplication. After two hours, you don't have that kind of uniform shield over the skin anymore. Yeah, I run into a lot of problems um, sometimes with weddings where somebody that's sunscreen conscious will sit in my chair and tell me to apply the sunscreen or ask me if my products have SPF in them. Mm -hmm. And it really doesn't matter at that point. If you're a makeup artist, I just want you to know this information, like how to talk to them because Mm -hmm. it's off by two hours. Weddings are a special occasion. Unfortunately, we usually start at like 8 a.m. and they have to, you know, get out there by 2 p.m. or something. And it's just really nothing you can do. So if you're in a situation like that, try to stay indoors, bring a parasol. I don't know what to tell you. Mm, but um, You know I love a parasol. I use a parasol. Yeah. yeah good I, stuff in this situation. And you know what? I take my parasol to weddings too. We're going to a wedding this weekend and I'm going to take my parasol. Because it's my parasol. I got it off Etsy um, and it is waterproof too. And, you know, mm. just living in Florida where we have sunshine and then we have rain all in about five minutes. It, it's really yep. nice. To have. <laughs> and you will see me in the summer walking my dog using a parasol because our summer sun is no joke. But is reapplication not. is always a tricky one. I recently bought um, a... I was waiting to tell you till we got to this part. I bought the mm. Milani setting spray. It is a make it last setting spray with an SPF 30. Um, and it's essentially a setting spray, but it's a, a um, kind of a spray sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have not played around with it enough to really give my full thoughts on it. Um, it is a chemical sunscreen, which I usually don't use chemical sunscreens. However, they are really nice for reapplication. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing I like for reapplication are those powders, those sunscreen powders. I was just going to say that. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are nice. Yeah, and I like those. So um, Tarte makes one. Um, Supergoop makes one. A lot of um, sunscreen companies make them where it's a titanium and dioxide and zinc oxide powder in a brush it reminds me of I used to buy bronzers like that by the body shop where it was pre-loaded into the brush and the body shop used to make them and they were so shimmery and I was just orange and shimmery living my best 2004 life so orange and no I'm not bringing this down onto my neck what are you crazy (laughs) And no, I'm not only bronzing just like my <laughs> contour areas. It's the whole face. like Except for my very white eyes. 
Um, yes. Oh my God. That's so true. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about chemical versus physical sunscreen real fast. So chemical sunscreen, um, there are 27 filters approved by the FDA that are considered a chemical sunscreen. Chemical sunscreens essentially get absorbed into your skin. And when the sun hits them, they absorb the rays of the sun and do a chemical uh, reaction to change that into heat energy. So if you're someone that um, sends, uh, sunscreen makes you itch or makes you break out or things like that, it's probably the chemical sunscreen. And what you're actually having a reaction to is that chemical reaction. Mineral or physical sunscreen, on the other hand, is zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. And these are what we used to call um, sun blocks, but the FDA doesn't let us call them that anymore. These are going to sit on top of the skin and reflect the sun's rays. So um, nothing gets absorbed into the skin. These are going to be the sunscreens you see in baby sunscreen. Um, or they're just going to be in your kind of like um, kind of... <sighs> I hate using clean brands as an example, mm -hmm. but um, just because they're less likely to cause irritation. Um, the other thing you're going to see on sunscreens is sometimes they say reef safe on them. So essentially what happened is in a lab, it was found that an ingredient in sunscreen um, caused corals to die. So coral bleaching is a big problem that we're experiencing right now. Um, and we need our coral reefs for so many reasons. They're important for biodiversity. They're important for oxygen, for the planet. Um, they're just, they're kind of the heart of the ecosystem of the ocean. So of course we don't want to do anything to harm corals. So places like Hawaii, they actually, um, having that chemical sunscreen ingredient, you're actually not allowed to get into the ocean with that ingredient. Um, they have bandit. Um, if so, I kind of am kind of, um, I'm not sure how I feel about this yet because if it was shown in a lab setting, that's much different than, um, someone having sunscreen on their body and entering the ocean, right? The mm -hmm. dilution yeah. is totally different. However, if you think about the amount of tourists in Hawaii, all getting into the ocean, um, mm -hmm. I mean, how could we even measure that amount being, but also know? like, you know, none of them are wearing sunscreen. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I assume everyone's wearing sunscreen. <laughs> I assume they're not like, yeah, I know. you know how people are. They're all, they're all sunburned. It's yeah. just like South Florida. We have all these like white people from the Midwest that are all red and white. Oh my Only gosh. Only two yeah, colors. Yeah. They're Amateurs. All, they're all from like Ohio. And they're Dude, <laughs> how do people in Florida feel about people from Ohio? I mean, we rely on them for our, our business. <laughs> oh, because that's not the case in South Carolina. Like there is a problem and it's the weirdest oh. thing I've ever encountered. No, no. I'm just like, we don't like them, but they're oh, necessary okay. to support our economy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They like straight up talk shit about people, uh, about people from Ohio. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> okay. Hmm. Gang, gang. Would you... <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to know a fun fact about Ohio? I'd love to. <laughs> I was born in Ohio. What? I know. I only lived there for three months. Um, and then we moved to Maryland. But yeah, wow. I was born in Ohio. <laughs> I have zero <laughs> memories of it. But I always have to say, like, when they say your place of birth, I say Ohio. And people are like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that's wild. That's funny. Mm -hmm. Fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> Um, so the other sunscreen ingredient that has a little bit of controversy to it is avobenzone, um, mm -hmm. benzene maybe. 
Uh, this was found a couple of years ago to show up in the bloodstream. Um, now, what this means is we don't actually know what it means yet. It's really too early to tell what this means. So avobenzone being a chemical sunscreen ingredient, again, remember that gets absorbed into the skin and then does that chemical reaction. So what they're finding is that that absorption, it actually is crossing the skin barrier and entering the bloodstream. And so we're finding that it hangs out in the body. So again, very early to tell. We don't even really know what this means, if it means anything at all. Um, a lot of things we put on our body um, end up in our body and a lot of them don't. That's kind of the purpose of the skin is to keep things out. Um, so my suggestion is if any of these things concern you, just stick with mineral sunscreen and you don't have to worry about it. Um, typically we think of mineral sunscreen being that really thick white paste on the lifeguard's nose. They've come a lot further with formulations now. They're a lot nicer now. My favorite from the drugstore is the Australian Gold brand. They have a really nice, um, it's in a white bottle with like a coral on it. Um, and they added um, shea butter and dimethicone. So it gives it that nice glide. Because that's always the big thing with yeah. zinc is that it, you can't rub it in. Yes. Um, yes. So I was texting some, some, so a lot of my friends from high school are moms now. And mm -hmm. I... So recently I just am a masochist and decided to microneedle my face. Um, I'm a masochist too. Nice to meet you. <laughs> this is a masochist podcast. Um, yes. Um, so recently I microneedled my face. And so I went to buy like the thickest, heaviest um, baby sunscreen that I could find. Um, I bought the Aveeno baby SPF 50 zinc and it was I couldn't even blend it in it made me look like I had zombie makeup on which um that was exactly what I needed after the microneedle so I texted my friends who were moms and I was like hey um just a heads up like don't use this sunscreen it's really hard to rub in you know it shows up white and one of my friends that was a mom texted back and said actually I like when they're like that because then I can tell where I didn't apply sunscreen on mm -hmm, the kid mm -hmm. and I was like oh genius that makes sense yeah, I was going to say, if it's for a baby, I just lather it up. Also, I don't know if you remember this. Um, back in the 90s, though, they made sunscreen for a little bit that was, like, purple. Yes, And, and then pink. would turn white. And I yes. love that shit. Yes, it was, like, blue and pink and purple. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of wish they still made that because I, I do think that's kind of cool to just, like, make sure you see where you're putting it in. Right. It's around the time we were had green ketchup. Do you remember green yes. ketchup? Yes, yes. And, and then the we... purple mac and cheese. And, okay, oh, so the man. LFO song, um, Summer Girl, he yeah. says, I like the color purple macaroni and cheese. Oh and I never God. know. Is it like, I like the color purple full stop and macaroni and cheese or the purple mac and cheese. I will never know. No, he likes purple mac and cheese. I feel that too. Yeah. He likes 3D Doritos, purple mac and cheese. <laughs> He's a fuckboy named Kyle. Uh -huh. Do you remember those things you would chew up after you brushed your teeth and it showed you everywhere you didn't brush? Yeah. And you know what? They kind of um, have stuff like that now because the clean beauty market really likes those toothpaste um, oh God, tabs. capsules. Yeah. Yeah. But I do tabs. remember the one that was supposed to show you everywhere that you hadn't clean properly yeah we have these smart toothbrushes they're like an oral-b smart brush which i can download an app and link it bluetooth to my phone and it will show me everywhere i did not brush well enough and i'm like i can't handle that i really can't i'm doing my i'm brushing for two minutes and i'm flossing that's all i can handle as far as you know oral hygiene pressure 
Also, like, what that, like, just shames you every day. Yes. <laughs> like, I can't I really, deal with that in my I life. I can't. I really, <laughs> you know, I'm doing my best. I am yeah, doing exactly. my best. God. Uh, well, I wanted to say also, aesthetic-wise, mm-hmm. um, I think you're spot on saying a lot of people don't bring the SPF down to their chest. Mm-hmm. And um, when you were talking about that sunscreen you got from the drugstore, I've seen uh-huh. a lot on the internet. Um celebrity makeup artist using that type of drugstore sunscreen and putting it across the chest and no not that one I'm sorry just let me get back on my train of thought I know what but you're you talking know about. what I'm talking you're talking about, about um, um Scott, Scott Barnes, Barnes does it, but a lot of people yeah. do it but I'm saying if you um That's it's really great. beautiful guys to put sunscreen on your chest it makes your chest look very luminous yeah and especially as some of us are aging so I'm just trying to encourage you to do that um a spray sunscreen is very easy to put on and also I use the foundation pan- paintbrush with a little sun bum and I put like a tan foundation drop in it and um just kind of like swiped that across it was beautiful. It makes such a gorgeous glow. Oh, body makeup into it. Yes. The older I'm getting, the more I'm like, I love a little body makeup. Mm. Like, she loves it. A little, you know, just like bronze shimmer on that decollete. It really just mm. gets it popping. Oh, the last thing I want to say is for my friends who are lucky enough to have a deeper complexion than Lauren and I, which is we are the color of paper. So mm-hmm. if you are darker than us, sometimes or no, pretty much all the time, these mineral sunscreens will not work for you. Just- I was thinking that the whole time you were saying yeah. that I was like, oh, not on dark skin. Scamander well, would be saying some stuff. <laughs> so actually, because I have um, aesthetic students that know the importance of sunscreen and one of the things that one of the lines we work with is a we do a chemical peel and it, they require mineral sunscreen after the chemical peel to just not aggravate the skin and the sunscreen we had it was it's called like invisible physical and it's not invisible it's not it turns turns them purple so they got from the sun bum they have a clear zinc and oh. so it's that it's kind of that unseen sunscreen texture Mm -hmm. Um, but it it has zinc in it. So then you can get that mineral sunscreen without the white cast. And that is kind of the only one I know that is a mineral sunscreen that is in that clear non-white cast formula. I wonder if it has the sun bum smell too. Cause I also have to say, whenever I put the sun bum on my chest, people are always like, you smell so delicious. And I'm like, I know. I don't even, I don't even know what the sun bum smell is. It's that beautiful Hawaiian tropic, like old school coconutty. Yeah. 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 It's just like that. I love that smell. (laughs) Medicinal coconut. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh Speaking of, um, sunscreens and tinted sunscreens, um, it is the Sephora sale right now. Um, and I had been waiting for this because I wanted to buy, um, a couple, so I wanted to buy the brand is called tower 28. I've been seeing this and they are one of the clean lines, but they have a product mm-hmm. called sunny days, SPF 30 tinted sunscreen foundation. Mm-hmm. So essentially this is a sunscreen product with a tint. So most products are like moisturizers or foundation that happen to have a little bit of sunscreen in them. This one is a sunscreen forward product that happens to have a little bit of tint to it. Cool. So, um, so I'm just, I will, I will let you know when that arrives. Yeah. I will let everyone. Yes. Know. 
Please do. I'm excited. I will. Okay. Well, I think that's all I have to say about sunscreen. I hope everyone learned something and I hope I scared you out of sun damage. The, <laughs> <laughs> the worst the worst part about all this is that people come in and they're like hitting you know mid 30s early 40s and they're like I don't know why my skin just all of a sudden turned this way and I'm like well because you went to the beach when you were 18 and you enjoyed you know your hot girl summer and they're like uh-huh. they're like oh I did and I'm like and yeah and now you pay for it now you pay for it Mm-hmm. We pay for it's the true. sins of our youth. So don't do that. Wear your sunscreen, guys. Be smart. You Especially still- because there's so many good sunscreens out there nowadays. I know. Of all price ranges. And if you really just have not had luck with sunscreen, go K-Beauty all the way. Just mm-hmm. do it. K-Beauty, it's going to be cost effective. They have amazing products. The reason K-Beauty sunscreens are different than us is their filters just haven't been approved by our FDA yet because our FDA hasn't approved a new sunscreen filter since like 1998 or something. I know. They're so, so embarrassing. Behind. <laughs> so behind. These old white men making decisions uh-huh. about our bodies. God. They hate us. <laughs> my my students, I okay, I guess I blame white men all the time. And yeah, when I go on my rants yeah. at school and one of my students was like, Miss Kelsey, is this real or is this one of those things that a white man made up? And I was like, oh, yes. shit, I really need to stop blaming white men. Right. <laughs> Oopsie. I was like, well, they weren't the only ones in power. I could blame someone else. But mm-hmm. <laughs> here uh, we are. <laughs> OK. Do you want to tell me things that made you happy, things that are awesome? You yeah. Know, some good so I'll stuff? start off with what I'm grateful for. Okay. Um, I had a photo shoot today. And it was so fun. Um, The assignment was Beachy Waves. And it was at a beach club in Charleston. So it's just a nice little day to get out. And it was with a group of people that I just have such a blast with. So I've been kind of going through some changes with work. And I've been realizing some of the people I was around because I wanted a paycheck maybe weren't the best for my mental health. So being around that group of people and we were just like dancing and laughing and having fun. That's the way life is supposed to be. And that's the way my job is supposed to be because I can't create when I'm stressed. Okay. No way. You're a, you're okay. need to be in like an encouraging atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say, um, that the, the hair looked beautiful. The shoot looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Definitely yeah. beach girl waves. Can you tell me what tool you use to make those beachy girl waves? Yeah. So I use the same three quarter inch curling iron for all of them. Um, so I think the biggest thing with a beachy wave is that the last inch and a half of your hair needs to be straight. Um, also I, my key to a beachy wave is the IGK beach texture club Mm. hair texturizer. It not only smells delicious, but it makes your hair stay. Every time I use it in someone's hair, they say, my hair never holds a curl. Um, what did you use in my hair yesterday? It's still like that. So it's a really good product. Wait, can you post that? So I know what it is. So I can buy it because my hair never holds a curl. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what I like to do is I put the curl in, I don't brush through the hair or loosen the curl. Um, and then I spray the texturizer in it. And once it's already cooled down, then that's when I'll go through and like brush through. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Okay. Um, well, I'll tell you what I'm grateful for. So last week I went to the dermatologist and I got torn up. I got <laughs> five biopsies and one of them was on my butt. And I was like, what? I didn't even see what she took because I can't see that. It's like bottom cheek. Like, I don't know what that oh, looks okay. like. And that's been <laughs> awful because it, I really like had a hard time sitting on my butt for <laughs> a couple days. It was just, I got five biopsies it, and it's my fault. I'm supposed to go to the dermatologist, but um, pretty often, but you know, we were in a pandemic. So I finally uh-huh. went and you know, that's what I get. Um, but I got a call today and my results are all good. Everything Yay! came back normal. So super happy. Moral of the story, just go to the dermatologist guys. You're going to get torn up, but it's better to have these things looked at and know that they're all good. I love that. I do need to make an appointment for that kind of stuff too. Yeah. Do you, um, so Lauren asked if she could incorporate a new thing to, you know, we talk about being grateful and things that made us happy, but Lauren, 2022, Lauren is on this Mm -hmm. journey to just like, you know, stick it to the man, middle finger to the air. (laughs) She's going to wear her combat boots and stomp around in her leather jacket. And so Lauren, tell us what your moment of anarchy was. Yes, y'all. I am reforming my people pleasing ways. So Mm -hmm. come with me if you want to do it too. (laughs) But okay. So my moment of anarchy this week was I took 10 pounds off of my assist for pull-ups at the gym. So for anybody that doesn't follow me on social media, I really know who I am. My goal, I don't know if it's by the end of this year or whenever, but I want to be able to do a pull up just mm-hmm. on anything without any help, without any weight, just literally like be at the playground on the monkey bar, pull my ass up. So, mm-hmm. um, I have been working towards that. My boyfriend's a personal trainer, so it's been really fun to do that with him and kind of nerd out on the science that's happening. And, um, I now only need like 60 pounds on the assist going Yay. into it. So that's, yeah, it's been a really fun journey. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I remember a couple of years ago, I realized I could not do a push up. Just couldn't mm-hmm. do it. Couldn't do a single push up. So I just, I did a little, I did the knee push ups a little bit every day and I worked hard at it. And then one day I could finally, I could do like three push ups and I felt so Ooh. proud of myself. So I'm proud of you and I'm proud of you for posting your fitness journey. I think so much of fitness journey are people doing, um, like my sister running marathons and, mm-hmm. um, you know, like the really fit spo, just like it seems unrelatable. I guess. And so just, you know, anything that anybody does is awesome. And I'm, I'm glad you post about it. Thank you. I posted more because you inspired me oh. to, and I love that you say that. Cause yeah, I am not, I, I don't do the spin classes. I don't do that. And honestly, my boyfriend, that's a trainer who like gets paid to do this and knows the science will tell you that a lot of people are just running their body ragged, doing mm-hmm. things that us humans don't need to do. And then when they need knee replacements and they can't move here. Okay. Sorry. I have to talk a little shit, but that's another thing about runners. They will be like my left foot, like my left toenail fell off and this, that, and that my knee doesn't work, but I need to push through and and run 25 miles today. Like, what is that? What is that (laughs) logically in your head? I don't get it. Uh, Weird. My (laughs) half my family, my dad and my sister are runners. (laughs) I had no idea. My dad and my sister are runners. Yeah. My dad and my sister are runners and they both Uh have gnarly feet and are missing toenails. (laughs) And my dad, um, what is it where you had a torn meniscus in his knee and ran on it for three months? 
I before don't he, get him. I don't get him. Before he finally <laughs> went to the doctor and they're like, uh, sir, you have a torn meniscus. <laughs> so yes. yeah. So it feels like if you're driving without your brake pads or something, you know, like, come on, take a rest. Don't do that. Oh, God, it's so funny. I don't know. All right. That's our moment mm-hmm. of anarchy talking shit on you runners, but still listen oh, to yeah. us. But and, keep doing what you're doing, you know? Yeah. Live your best <laughs> life. All right. Well, yeah. we love you guys. Thanks so much for Wait, listening. Kelsey, what is your moment of anarchy? Oh, I don't, I don't really do anarchy. You know, I, I well, it sounds like you should. Sounds like my moment of anarchy is needing a moment of anarchy, I guess. <laughs> sounds like it. Moment. Okay. I mean, I'll let you finish up now. <laughs> no, I'm, I really am trying to think. I really don't think I have moments of anarchy. Um, Nope, but you know, I'll work on that for next week. I didn't realize I had to give you a moment. I thought moment of anarchy was your thing. I didn't realize I had to partake in it. So now I know, and I will prepare my moment of anarchy for next week when we talk to you guys in two weeks. And thank you so much for listening. Um, follow us at Beauty Guides on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, DM us, email us. You know the drill. Have a nice week, everybody. Bye. you